Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. What's up, everybody? Luke Stansfield back again with another episode of Talk to Prospect. Uh, tonight, I am joined by former Kentucky linebacker and edge rusher, Jamar Watson. Um, Jamar, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. So, um, Jamar Boogie Watson, as I should say. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be referring to you as Boogie tonight because that's probably the coolest nickname I've heard from a prospect so far. Um <laughs> Boogie is a 6'3", 245-pound linebacker and an edge rusher from Brandywine, Maryland. He came out of Bishop McNamara High School in Maryland. Um, and, yeah, man, so just I, I appreciate you coming on and, and giving, me, giving me your time tonight. I'm really excited to kind of learn about you as a player, as a person, and, uh, and see what the future has in store for you. So uh, I guess we can get kicked off right away with some questions. We'll go questions, then, uh, then I'll, I'll read some of your stats off from your, uh, your last two seasons. And then we'll go over four film clips that I had picked out uh, from, from a game last year. Uh, so, yeah, let's get started with some questions. So, I mean, how has the postseason been treating you? And, and what have you been doing to, to prepare, prepare for the 2021 NFL draft? Man, postseason's been good. Um, you know, uh, had a bowl game um, in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, so right after that game, came down to Deerfield Beach. Um, to get you know get ready to start training. So uh, it's been it's been a good good um, few months. So it's been a month so far. So it's been a good month training. Um, been working that pretty much every day, trying to get my forty down, you know, pack. Trying to run a good time, you know, get get my body looking right. Um, so when pro day comes, you know, I impress the scouts. Yeah, I mean, in Deerfield Beach probably isn't a bad place to kind of be relaxing, right? Oh yeah, it's easy to you know wake up and go work out when you see uh, palm trees and sunshine. I'm yeah, like, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We actually got a pretty heavy level of snow in back in Philly, so we can't really say the same right now. It's pretty yeah. cold and, Not, and snowy Rome, out so. here. I'm from Maryland. Uh, so my family's in the middle of a snowstorm right now, so. I know oh yeah, we're at, in back in Maryland. Back in Maryland, yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. I, I'm I'm a snow guy, but sometimes it gets a little too much for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Um, so another question that I like to kind of ask everybody, um, you know, what, what really motivates you and uh, as a player? And then on top of that, what does being coachable mean to you? Um, I would say what motivates me is just, you know, watching myself grow and get better each day, you know, watching myself, um, be able to take the weaknesses of my games and try to make them strengths, you know, try to, you know, work on any of my deficiencies that I have, um, the day before and, um, have the chance to, you know, turn those into the positive the next day and something that motivates me, you know, you're trying to get 1% better each day. Um, and I say being coachable, um, I would say being able to take um, constructive criticism, you know, being able to take the the message without the tone um, and not, uh, not having uh answer for everything um, that you're getting coached upon on, you know, being able to accept coaching and be a sponge to, to what's being said to you. No, and I like that. I mean, I I I saw a uh, Matt Rule clip about being coachable down at the Senior Bowl yeah. this past yeah. you know couple of days, and he said, "I don't want like a guy that is there to say yes, sir. I want right. someone that's going to have a football conversation with me. But at the end of the day, they're listening and they're kind of synthesizing what I'm saying, and they're taking it in and then employing it in their game and trying to you know change something. So I think that's a great answer about being coachable. Yeah, um, yeah I saw that clip too. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool the way he. He, he was kind of treating like everybody like he was like on the Panthers already. Right, and it right, was right, like, right. this dude's here to coach, not to not to be like a scout the whole Definitely. time. That was pretty cool. Um, so I know I know you already talked about, you know, that one percent getting getting that one percent better every day. Uh, and it kind of ties into this next question is, you know, give me the biggest strength and then also, you know, give me the biggest weakness of your game. I think the biggest strength of my game is probably my, my versatility. You know, I think I have the ability to, you know, rush the passer, um, drop in coverage, you know, play in space. Um, so I just think my versatility um, as a linebacker, I think I can play inside linebacker, outside linebacker, you know, pure pass rusher. Um, and I think that's probably, you know, my, my, my greatest strength. Um, but then my weakness, and I think it's, a, you know, a few things I can get better on. You know, one in particular is probably my hand usage, you know, whether that's taking on blocks, you know, in the hole, um, shocking and shedding the blocker, you know, or on the edge, you know, as a pass rusher, you know, beating the beating the tackle's hands, you know, usually gives you a chance to beat the man. So I think uh my hand usage in general um can be better. Yeah, and, and I was I, I like to bring up the versatility. I was watching your 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 film from Ole Miss and uh it seemed like I, it was sometimes it was hard to find him. Like, where does this dude at? And I because you were playing at so many different spots on the field, and I and I finally was like, all right, he's wearing a white arm sleeve. Right. So I'm gonna look for that white arm sleeve every play, and I'm gonna find Boogie. And uh, I mean, you you were playing outside, you were playing inside, you were playing pure, pure pass rusher, you're covering guys in the slot. Um, and I, I thought that was really impressive, but. Yeah, like I said, I, I, I couldn't spot you sometimes because so I'm like, where is this dude? I'm like, oh, there's there's the arm sleeve. There he is. Um, so my next question, um, and it kind of ties into what you just brought up. I mean, we're, we're kind of on a good path here. Uh, so what do you think are the most important intangibles to possess as a linebacker or edge looking to excel in the NFL? I know you brought up hand usage, and I know you brought up some other things, but right. what are like the the – instinct intangibles that you really think, you know, you need to possess to, to kind of excel at the next level. Right. I mean, I think uh, going forward in 2020, you know, and beyond NFL is kind of moving, you know, away from the big, uh, strong, stocky linebackers, you know, they're moving to, you know, 
guys who are a little slimmer, um, a little faster guys that can move sideline to sideline. Um, they can play in space. They can cover, you know, these dynamic tight ends that, that's been uh, trending in the league. So I think you have to be able to play in space. You have to be able to um, move sideline to sideline at very high speed. Um, then I think you have to be able to strike uh, blockers, strike, you know, running backs because uh, it's a lot of good backs in the league. You know, they don't really go down easy. Um, so you have to be able to be strong enough, you know, to play, take on blocks and take down these backs, but also um, able to move in space. No, I completely agree. And, I mean, it's it's hard to deny that the NFL is now a passing league, right? So right. as a linebacker, you're going to have to, you know, be brought in and say, you're going to have to cover this running back out of the backfield or right. you're going to have to cover this tight end if they flex them out here or even off the line of scrimmage. So I definitely think you bring up some good points there. Um, I mean, you look at guys around the league now, especially in the linebacker position, and then you compare them to, you know, some of the best linebackers 10, 15 years right. ago. It's just like a lot different. these right. guys are they so different. much different, so right. much different. Right. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, you, you look at you look at like the Levante David and, and Devin Smith, and then you compare them to like a Brian Erlacher. It's like right. both are really, really good in their era. Right. But uh, they're just different players, man. And, definitely. you know, if you bring that versatility to the table, it's definitely it's definitely going to, you know, set you apart from other from other backers and other edge rushers. Right. Um. So I, I like that you brought up the size because that's my next question. I mean, you you have prototypical NFL size. You're 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 a big guy, and you know you you did say that we have to. I mean, like linebackers, they have to be different, and and they have to kind of be the sideline to sideline guy. But if you have some size, how do you use that to your advantage? Um, I think the best thing for me uh, personally is you know getting to a weight. Um, that's big enough, but also fast enough. You know, um, it's, it's a balance that you have to find that's unique to each person. Um, and I think I'm, you know, finding that balance now, you know, doing my training here, out here, you know, finding a good balance of being able to run uh, fast every day, but while I'm also getting strong. Um, so I think just finding that balance of being, you know, big enough to hold some weight and be strong enough, um, but also being able to keep your speed at a high level. What do you think? What, what's your most comfortable weight? You would say. Where, where's your say happy 245, medium? 245. Two forty-five. Happy medium, definitely. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty big, man. <laughs> I I couldn't imagine if I I, I sit at like two fifteen. I'm like, woof. Yeah. I feel I feel big. I'm I, imagine being two forty-five. <laughs> I'd be like, ooh, I can do anything. Uh, all right, so so now we're now we're going to get in a little bit more uh, you know personal stuff in in regards to like your college career. Um, so for the next question is, you know, playing in the SEC, you've had some really competitive opponents, um, whether it be players or teams in general. Uh, so what would you say is the biggest win of your career and and why would you say so? Um, I would probably say uh, the biggest win is either um, probably this past season, 22 season against uh, Tennessee. Uh, we won at Nayland Stadium. Uh, that's the first time Kentucky's done that since 1984. Uh, so all week, well, ever since ever since you know um, last two seasons, uh, we've had bad losses to Tennessee. Uh, in the 2018 year, we were really good. Um, we had lost to Georgia the week before for the East title, and went down to Nayland, kind of laid an egg. Um, didn't have no energy. It was a whole, probably our worst game of that year. And then the following year, when they came down. Uh, Lexington in 2019, uh, we lost in overtime. I mean, on the last, not overtime, last possession. Um, came down to the last possession. So 
Uh, we had two bad losses to them. Um, so going down there this year, uh, Coach Stoops had us fired up all week. Uh, we knew the momentum that uh, we could have to pull that game off. So, yeah, that probably be my biggest one of the career. So that just, that just shows your uh... – your competitive competitiveness and and your memory because you now you kind of know you kind of know what was happening the past two years and you Absolutely. wanted to get them back right before you were out of there so that's good stuff um i mean so could, at the next level what do you think and, and i know it's hard because you don't know what uh scheme you'll be playing in or whether it be three four four three um but but what what do you feel more comfortable playing? Whether it's outside linebacker, maybe even some inside linebacker or or edge, and and do you think you know, like like what what could you see yourself playing the most outside linebacker or, or edge in the NFL? All right, uh, I think I'm most comfortable probably the three four outside linebacker, um, having the ability to rush um, on later down, third down, um, and then dropping in coverage a little bit on first and second, setting the edge, um, things like that, but. Um, during my career at UK, you know, I, I, I played, you know, my sophomore year at inside backer for the whole year. So, um, and then coming out of high school, you know, I played a lot of inside backers. So I've had experience playing inside backer um, as well as outside linebacker and pure edge. So I think, um, like you said, the fact that, you know, I don't know what team I'm going to go to, what scheme I'll go to. Um, I think I have the ability to play both. Um, and I'm, I'm willing to play both. Yeah, and I think you're. I think you're like the the one thing that stood out in your game is your edge setting. Um, you you use your hands real well, especially against bigger bigger tackles, sometimes tight ends. Um, and you kind of set the edge whether you're on the line of scrimmage or not, or even when you're five five yards outside the tackle box. Um, I think you do a really really good job at setting the edge. So I think you could definitely find a spot, um, whether it be in the three four or the four three, to kind of excel and, and work what you're best on. So um, yeah, I I think. It's hard too, as as a as a college prospect in the NFL. I mean, in that the whole offseason period, you're trying to work on so many things, and you don't really know what you're going to be like, where you're going to end up. So I can only imagine what the preparation is like mentally and physically. Um, we, I mean, in the film room or or on the field, it's just it's difficult to prepare yourself, and that's why linebackers never get enough credit. Is because right. you know they have to know how to do so many things. If you're a wide receiver, you know you're playing wide receiver. Right, I mean, right. you got to work on your release at the line of scrimmage. You got to work on your hands. Right. At linebacker, you got to work on tons of things, man. So I give you the utmost credit. Um, but uh, you know, if, if there was one coach or teammate, um, whether it be in high school or college, uh, like like, was there one coach or teammate that you were actually able to learn from the most um, throughout your career? Yeah, I'll probably say uh, Josh Allen, you know, um, plays with the Jaguars now. Uh, he probably he taught me we, we were in the same you know position room for three years. Um, so uh, we learned a lot together. Um, and then also him teaching me, you know, things uh, as he got older, as he got better. Um, he was able to teach me a lot, you know, from a pass rush standpoint, um, outside linebacker standpoint. Um, and then within the scheme itself, you know, he's able to, you know, help me um, take my knowledge of, you know, the scheme we had at Kentucky to another level. Um, and then even since he's left uh, Kentucky, you know, he's able to teach me, tell me things that, you know, I might run into at the next level um, and things to prepare for. So I'll definitely say Josh, you know, um, has taught me a lot. Yeah, and I think I think Josh, I, I was doing some research yesterday. I think he was the first uh, uh, first team All-SEC um, that you guys had in the 2000s on the defensive side of the ball. So that was yeah. like – 
if you're going to learn from one guy, it's going to be him. Right. Um, and and I'm glad that you still you know stay in contact with him. Obviously, uh, he's a teammate, but I mean, like you said, he was able to teach too. And when you have a guy you know in the same room as you that that is that talented, I mean, I would hope that you kind of try to learn from him because that's a good guy to learn from. Definitely. <clears throat> um. So next question, I, and I like I like asking this because I like learning about some of the players' fandom. I know you're a Maryland guy, so uh, I, I'm going to guess that you are a Washington football team fan. Could be wrong. I'm uh, hopefully I'm wrong, being that we're an Eagles <laughs> podcast. But uh, were you a fan of any specific NFL team or even any specific NFL player when you were younger? Oh uh, well, I wasn't. Uh, necessarily a Redskins fan. Uh, of course, I wanted I wanted them to do well. They're the hometown team, but for me, it was uh, the Saints. And it was, the reason was because my favorite player growing up was Reggie Bush. Um, he was at USC as a kid. You know, I used to always watch him play. Loved watching them play. Um, back when they had college football on the PlayStation, I used to always play with Reggie Bush as much as I can. So uh, when he got to the league and went to the Saints, um, I kind of just grew. You know, followed them for a while. Um, and then after his career was over, you know, it's kind of like I like the Saints. And so just kept kind of, you know, grew after that. Um, so if I root for a team, the most is probably the Saints. And then for a player, um, Von Miller, uh, probably my, you know, my biggest guy I like to watch. Uh, Love watching his film, watching what he does as an outside linebacker, uh, fast rusher position. Um, and I think he has been um, and his moves off the edge. You know, second to none. So that's a guy you know that I've been watching for a while. Yeah, it's pretty easy to like Von Miller, right? Because he's yeah. just—he's the picture-perfect outside linebacker, edge rusher, and you yeah. know, being that your position, I'd imagine you try to emulate everything that he does. It's probably pretty hard because he's yeah. really, really, really talented. <laughs> um, but no, I could definitely see that the Saints thing. Ooh, I don't know, man. I mean, I like the I like I like Sean Payton because he used to coach in Philly way back yeah. when. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. They they always end up, you know, beating us in the playoffs. It seems like yeah. play them every year. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say, you know what? I like the Saints because you do. But I mean, I'd rather see in some midnight green than than the Saints uniform. <laughs> um. All right, so last question, then we'll kind of move on to some other things, get into some film and stuff. Um, so other than your play, what would you what would you tell an NFL scout or a coach to convince them to to draft, you know, Boogie Watson? Uh, I'll tell them that they they would get a you know no-nonsense no, no player. Uh, my God, that's going to come in um, and work. Won't cause any problems. Um I'll come in. I have the ability to play, you know, every special team. My uh, Kentucky career, I started on every special team, you know, for at least one season. Um, so I think the versatility I have um, to play a linebacker position um, as well as, you know, my ability to play on all special teams um, is something that, you know, I can help help a team out right away. You know, I think I'll be a great locker room guy um, and someone they can, they can rely on. Absolutely. I think that's a great answer. I mean, if I was an NFL scout, I would the first thing I would want to hear out of someone's mouth is I'm a no nonsense guy uh, because you know it's all business. And right. as as hard as it may seem, the, the NFL it's 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 a business at the end of the day. So yeah. it's it's no one's going to feel bad for you. And, and when you have that kind of attitude that you know I'm not here for 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 nonsense, I'm here to get a job done. I think that's definitely something they would they would want to hear. Um, yeah. 
So no, I, th there was, was some good answers. I appreciated the way you uh, you kind of showed me a little bit about yourself and and some of your football game. You had a little bit of uh, fun too. But now I want to get into some stats and film. Um, stati statistically, at Kentucky, you were you were one of the best defensive players, especially during your junior and senior year. Um, you were recognized a little bit by the uh, SEC and Pro Football Focus. Um, so in, in 2019, you were on Pro Football Focus's third team as a linebacker uh, for the SEC. Um, you started in 11 to 13 games and finished with 36 tackles and a team high 11 and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, I, that's just the fact that about one third of your tackles were for loss uh, is really impressive. And it shows kind of what we talked about earlier, earlier about, you know, being that edge setter. Um, I thought that was really, really impressive. And you, you finished. You also finished with seven QB hurries, which was a team high. Uh, you finished with six and a half sacks, which was second on the team. And as a returner in 2020, you were first on the team in sacks. Um, you also finished with a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. And you had an impressive two and a half sack against sack game against South Carolina. Um, I, I think your junior year it, it was it wasn't underrated, but it kind of put you on people's radars a little bit, especially in the SEC, um, the way you played in the SEC on your SEC schedule. And I think, you know, like you said, your sophomore year, you played prim primarily inside linebackers. So to be able to transition to kind of a whole new world almost um, and show that you have pass rushing ability and you haven't really been working on it, you know, your freshman, sophomore year, that's really impressive. Um, and I know I'm going to bring up a, a clip of a really impressive sack that I like. Um, but no, I think they're awesome numbers. And then in your 2020 season, uh, your senior year, your preseason second team, all SEC linebacker per pro football focus. And you were the third highest graded returning edge rusher among uh, all power fives, which is really nice to see. Um, like I had already said, you were the SEC's leading sack returner. You finished with 40 tackles, 10 tackles for loss and five sacks with an interception and two forced fumbles once again, against South Carolina. So if I was South Carolina, I probably wouldn't want to want to see Boogie Watson on the field anymore. I'm glad you're gone. Um, but, I mean, once again, about a quarter of your tackles are for loss, and that's really impressive, man. I, I, I think, you know, the tackle for loss, that's, that's a stat that's underappreciated to me because, I mean, I don't think people put enough emphasis on it. You know, you, you're literally moving a team backwards and, uh, you know, in down a distance scenarios, that's exactly what you want to do. And I, I think, you know, Von Miller is one of the best at, at racking up tackles for losses. And I, and I could definitely see why you try to you try to be him a little bit. Um, but, you know, sometimes sometimes uh, as an outside linebacker, it, it's hard that, you know, sometimes you'll run yourself out of the play. But I, I don't really think you do that. I mean, I see. A lot of outside linebackers that kind of do do that at, at your level. Um, I think you have enough composure. And, I mean, you just really set the edge real well. I, I mean, you anchor down and just – you'll put one arm out and you'll sit at someone's shoulder, man. And I, I, I have a clip to uh, showing it, but I think it's really impressive. And then – so, altogether, uh, you finish your career with 107 tackles, 28.5 tackles for loss, 18.5 sacks, an interception – four passes defended, and six forced fumbles. Um, and, and those forced fumbles numbers, that's pretty impressive too. Uh, you, you finished with three in your junior and senior year together, 
So I'd imagine the other three came your freshman, sophomore year, um, maybe some special teams plays like you talked about. Um, but no, I, I really think those stats are pretty impressive. And uh, I mean, you know, what what was it like? What, what, like what, we talk about this tackle for for losting. Why do you think you're like that's one of your strong suits? I mean, I, we already talked about an edge setting and stuff like that. But let me hear from you. Like, why do you think you're you're such a talented uh, outside linebacker in, in the tackles for loss department? Um, I think in my career, uh, a lot of my tackles for loss have come from you know me knowing you know what 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 plays come specifically run plays. Um, in the SEC, um, in college football in general, you know, there's a lot of tendencies you know that kind of hold up. Um, throughout the game, you know, once you, you know, see uh, a team come in, you know, with their set run plays or their set, you know, play concepts they want to, you know, get done against, you know, our scheme of defense, you kind of watch those plays, you know, repeat themselves, you know, so after a while, you see a tight end, his alignment in the backfield, and then, you know, a split zone, you know, you can cheat the play, you know, you can steal your play. So I think, you know, they would steal a few plays in that way. Um, that created tackles for loss. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I it seems like you're a big uh, you're a big studier of film. Um, and I mean, I I just know from playing at the high school level, and that's you know probably one of the lowest levels you could play at where you watch film. It's like you know sometimes you could just steal a couple plays, like you said, because right. you literally know what's coming. Right. Um, and you know sometimes you get that that right guard leaning a little bit and right. you're like, up oh, here, here comes, here comes a, he, he's pulling, here it right. comes. He full yeah. hole. Um, no, that's awesome. Uh, so now we're going to get into, I have four clips, uh, all of them from your, your Louisville game uh, in 2019. I felt like you played really well in that game. Um, and I think that's kind of when you kind of burst on the scene a little bit. Um, so that's why I felt like it was kind of, you know, a good game to, to go over. Um, so I got two views where I get the front and the back. So hopefully we'll be able to break some, some of this down. So here's a nice play. Um, you're lined up outside, outside of the hash on a flex receiver. Um, and this is kind of the edge setting thing that I was talking about. You can kind of set the edge from anywhere. And I'd imagine, you know, you get some pre-snap motion. So you kind of, like we just talked about the film, you kind of know where this play might be coming. So that's why you jump inside and make the play. So kind of walk me through this play and, uh, and yeah, explain how you were able to, to know what was coming and, and kind of respect the fact that, you know, you had to be the edge setter here. Right. Yeah. Uh, so for me, against Louisville 19, um, as you see, a lot of, a lot of their um, offensive plays, two, two Atwell's in the slot. Um, but, when they run, the, when they like to run the ball, um, they don't want to put uh, Tutu having a you know critical block like that on the overhang defender. Um, so I knew once he was moved to the you know outside and they put uh, Davis Patrick, you know, a bigger receiver in that slot position, um, there was a higher chance that the outside zone was going to come in that direction. Um, so once I cleared, it, you know, made sure it wasn't uh, play action, um, I was able to shoot the gap, you know, knowing uh, the tendencies uh, were holding up. No, nah, that's all. I mean, that just the fact that you're able to go back a year and a half, no names uh, and and no plays. Um, that's pretty impressive. That just shows that you're pretty much a student of the game, and that that should be impressive to any NFL scout um, that you were able to kind of break that down from a year and a half ago. It's pretty impressive. Um, 
But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard as a linebacker, and I keep saying it, but it is like it. There's so much more that goes into a play um, because you have so many responsibilities, and right. you know, I, I really think that if you're able to have that much background knowledge of the game of football, and then you have enough talent that you can translate it to 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 the actual play. I think it's just a couple, a uh, perfect match between the two. Um, it's like linebackers, the quarterback of the defense. So right. yeah. linebackers, to me, they don't get enough credit. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so here's another play. Um, it seems like they they ran a lot of pre snap motion, um, and that kind of I feel like maybe helped you as a linebacker. I know you're a little you were a little frustrated after the play because you may not have made the perfect tackle, but dude, you made the play. Um, but I, I see at the end of the play, you know, smack the ground a little bit, a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, you come downhill fast here and you deliver a pop. Um, I think this is one of your better plays in this game, strictly because of you respected the you respect the outside leverage, then you come crashing downhill um, and really kind of light this dude up. And so, so I, I guess just walk me through this, what you, what you were able to see and how you were able to get down, down the line so quickly. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can see me pointing over, um, letting the guys know that, you know, Tutu was going in motion, uh, based on his, uh, the way his feet were aligned. Um, but then, you know, they're running outside zone. That's their, you know, their big thing is outside zone. So for them, they want to get uh, us up front, you know, running sideways, you know, uh, they want to get us moving sideways and allow, uh, they're running back to find a crease off of that. Uh, but I think the way, you know, you be outside zone is kind of, you know, getting, getting penetration, getting vertical. Uh, so once I knew, um, the coach, coaches always say, you know, set, set the edge on the uh, ball, you know, that's not necessarily blocking. So once I saw that, you know, I could come all around the edge and set it um, without going lateral, you know, no more. Um, I was able to uh, set it down and, and uh, set the edge. Um, earlier instead of running to the sideline. Um, so once I saw that, you know, I was able to get off the block and, you know, try to make the play. You know, it was raining out there, though, so I slipped off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that was, that was a really impressive uh, play. And, and you know, we're, we've been talking a lot about edge setting. Um, you know, I, I had already said earlier, sometimes you can kind of see edge setters get up the field a little bit too much and take themselves out of the play. I, I think you did a perfect job. You kind of ripped through stayed on the heels of the uh, of the offensive lineman, and that's as deep as you have to get, really. Um, and you kind of come crashing down the line and make a really, really impressive play. Um, so now we'll get into a little pass rushing uh, rep. This was a really impressive sack. The fact that you were able to just rip underneath this, uh, this tackle, and I, honestly, I don't know how – it's raining. You just said it. I don't know how you don't wipe out, absolutely. But uh, you, you – you, Make a really nice play here. It's probably a sack with within two seconds, um, and you know no quarterback's going to have enough time to throw the ball there. So when you when you are attacking a pass blocker, especially um, you know a tackle, what do you kind of key on? And and you know do you have any favorite type of pass rush move? I mean, walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm I'm keying um, his outside foot um, because you know the good tackles. Uh, they sometimes, you know, move, you know, a little a split second before the ball do because they know they know the the, uh, the count, you know. So um, I try to, you know, have peripheral vision, you know, see the ball, you know, as well as uh, the the knee of the, the tackle, 
Um, and then after that, when the, when the play starts, I'm just looking to see how he sets. You know, seeing he, he jump sets me, um, see if he's being patient in the set, getting vertical. Um, that's kind of helped with the film study, you know, going into the game uh, throughout the week. You, you know, it's good if you can, you know, pick, pick that up, you know, before you mm-hmm. in the game rushing against him. So, you know, kind of what moves will work against him, you know, what kind of, you know, isn't a good move for that certain tackle. No, absolutely. I mean, this guy, this this tackle didn't really jump set. He kind of played it slow, played it a little bit. And you just right. said, you know, I'm going to go and beat you with my speed. Um, and, you know, that was a really impressive pass rushing rep. Um, so last last clip here. <clears throat> um, I really like this play just because it shows that, you know, you're patient and you you don't really run yourself out of plays. And that's the biggest knock on guys coming out of college is, yes, they're aggressive, but sometimes they're way too over aggressive. And I think you couple aggressiveness with the ability to just sink your hips, sit, wait and make a play. Um, and I think this is a really nice play. So. Kind of just walk me through what you key on, you know, pre-snap and uh, during the play, especially at the outside linebacker position when you don't really have your hand in the dirt. Um, and it seems like you almost have a little – like the, Kentucky gave you a lot of freedom. Um, you you, you kind of walked up. You played different spots. Um, and that's just a testament to how you are as a player. And they, they trust your IQ. Um, so, yeah, just walk me through. I, I know sometimes – some of these plays don't seem that special to, you know, the outside eye because it's like, right. oh, well, if he doesn't make that play, then right. I'm like, yeah, well, he did make the play. And that's right. what you need. You need guys that are just going to do things that are, are going to help your team. And if right. you have that you have that linebacker that you can just trust and put him in certain spots, you can. it actually makes everyone else better because right. they can focus on one thing, whereas the linebacker focuses on two or three. Right. Uh, yeah, so this play um... – I'm keying that uh, off tight end uh, that's in the backfield. Because um, as you see, number 90, uh, RDN, uh, he, he had that C gap. Um, but so if that, you know, tight end came off, um, the tackles, you know, backside and came to block him, you know, off the edge, I would have had to set that set the edge in the D gap. Uh, but once I saw the, the, the tight end insert um, inside of in, in the B gap, um, I knew that 90 would have be able to set the edge um, on the on the C gap because of the insert uh, by the tight end. So I was able to fold back, um, and I just like you said, I stayed patient. Uh, saw his his uh, entry angle, um, and trying to fold back uh, into the B gap, and was able to make the play. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really was impressed by that game. Um, we didn't have as much film from you this year, or else I would have kind of dove into some of the, some of the stuff you're doing this year. But uh, I did watch the Ole Miss game, and like I said, sometimes I really couldn't even find you around the field because you're <laughs> playing so many different positions. Right. Um, but no, man, I, I was really impressed by your game. Um, you know, I, I feel like you're you're not getting as much buzz as you kind of you kind of should be right now, especially with the numbers you put up and the versatility. Um, so, I mean, in conclusion, in a closing statement, just, you know, give me why, and I know we talked about it a little, a little bit earlier, but, you know, why would Boogie Watson be a perfect addition to to an NFL organization, um, you know, no matter what round it is? Right. Uh, I think I'm not, you know, like you said, I'm not getting as much buzz as, you know, uh, as some guys, but I think that's that's because of my game. You know, I'm not, I'm not a flashy player. You know, I don't do nothing flashy. You know, I just make the routine plays, you know, I think I'm a player that's going to come in uh, and make the routine plays. Guys going to know the playbook um, very early. Uh, it's going to study the playbook. 
um, and be detailed in his approach into the game. I think I'm a you know detailed player. Uh, I like to do you know exactly what the coaches you know want want for me, and then um, even beyond that, even things you know um, that I see, I'm able to you know make those plays um, based on my football IQ. So I think a team's gonna get a you know high IQ football player. Um, the guys can come in and put in the work. Um, it's not afraid to compete uh, for a job, you know, and I think um, it'd be a good good thing for whatever team, you know, takes a chance on. I completely agree with everything you said. Um, and uh, I real quick, one more question. I, I love asking it um, because I like just to see the, the I mean, especially in the SEC, you, you played some great competition. Is there one player that you thought was um, – one player that you thought was like the most impressive player that you were able to kind of handle and contain a little bit. I know George has, has had some, you know, extremely good running backs. Um, You know, what is one player from the sec that was your toughest opponent, but you were able to kind of deliver a little bit. Uh, I can't, I can't even do one player. I I can't. All right. Give me a, yeah. Give me a team then, or give me like a position group or something. I'm going to give you a couple players. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Najee Harris and Devontae Smith from this past season. Um, and then um, back in 2017, uh, Najee, um, Sonny Michelle and uh, Nick Chuck, you know, those two guys when I was on the field with them, it was crazy, man, how hard they ran, uh, how, how they played. You know, that was kind of my first year really getting, you know, acting as um, a backup, you know, but, and I was in there, you know, first, first, first few uh, drives of the game, you know, and I had to tackle those guys. I had uh, two tackles, you know, Nick Chubb, and it's like, yeah, this guy, this guy's a real deal. Um, so I'll say uh, those four guys is probably the best, best guys I've played against. And then out of conference, uh, Lamar Jackson I had to throw him in there because seeing him live was crazy. Do you ever play him in high school too? No, 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 no. Uh man, I. The fact that you just named like the five guys you just named are all going to be high level NFL players. Um, and I, I know you talked about it a little bit, but the reason you came to Kentucky is because you wanted to compete in the best conference in in college football. So I think that's a testament to you know your competitiveness. You already said any NFL organization would be lucky simply because I'm going to come in, I'm going to compete. Um, I'm not going to expect anything given to me. I'm going to go earn it. Um, and it also seems like you're you're a nice student of the game. You kind of get things that sometimes other people don't and other players don't. Um, and that makes it really, really easy for a coach to kind of bring you in and give you give you a um, give you a challenge and, and hope that hope that you'll deliver on it like you have so many times in college. Um, but Bogey, man, I, I really do appreciate talking to you. I, I think we went. We went a little over the time, but that's also that's awesome because that means we were just kind of talking and, and hashing it out a little bit. So I, so I like that. But I do appreciate you giving me your time tonight, and uh, I wish you the best of, the, uh, of luck. I'm definitely going to be following you from here on out. Um, I, you know, I, I think you deserve to be drafted. Um, I, I really hope that NFL teams believe that also. But, man, if I could just tell that you have that, that – type of motivational, you know, awareness that if you aren't drafted, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to end up on an NFL roster. And honestly, I think that's even more impressive. Um, and I think you're going to excel in, in, in 
in any position they put you in. And I, I really do believe that wholeheartedly. So I appreciate you giving me your time, man. And I wish you the best of luck. Like I said, I will definitely be following. Um, so, you know, I know I'll, I'll have a draft profile coming out for you soon. Um, so hopefully people don't have to listen to me talk too much and can actually just read. Uh, so <clears throat> I will, I will be in touch, man. I hope you have a, a great off season. Got a couple more months till draft night. Um, but keep getting better, man. I, I can tell. I can tell you got it in you. Definitely, man. I appreciate you uh, giving me this opportunity. Uh, to have this interview on this platform, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.